Welcome to Secret Lowlands Podcast, a digital connecting point, a fresh energy portal into connecting with internal and external worlds, expanding our consciousness and building aligned communities, businesses and projects, using rituals, mindfulness practices, authentic relating, conscious business tools, spirituality and of course social media as a manifestation tool. I'm your host Agle, creative energy guide, visual artist and authentic ritual designer. Welcome to the new dimension. I feel like today's episode is uh, is a heavy one because it's the one that gets in the way so much and is so tricky and it's part of our conditioning and our society constructs and the ways built and our cultures and our capitalist society and white supremacy. I believe that once we shine a light on the things that are shameful and uncomfortable, just like Brené Brown says, we give a chance for them to dissolve and hopefully make our lives easier. So, hey, today we are talking about imposter syndrome and reasons why we never pursue our passion why we never start following our fashion or why we um, haven't started following our passion yet so what is an imposter syndrome i kind of struggle to even pronounce this concept these words because they don't feel good they sound like i don't know something weird and a bit scary and I think in a way it is especially if we don't acknowledge it in our lives but basically imposter syndrome is the feeling of not belonging not deserving feeling unworthy so I'll give an example to better understand let's say you started a new job or a project, or you want to create a business, and you feel like a fraud, like you don't know enough to do it, you got here because you are lucky, you've been lucky, you don't know enough, all of that. So I'm sure that many of us can relate with this. I sure can. For example, for me, the main imposter syndrome was always around creativity and allowing myself to to create and to call myself an artist this was something oh my god so much trauma there I because I've been criticized so much when I was a child because I I was told that I am not talented in uh, you know whatever I decided to do that created this huge sense of imposter syndrome in me even though I could feel the creative energy always surging through my body and always wanting to come out since my environment was so critical I started feeling like an imposter and 
even when I got into art school, uh, one of the best art schools in the world, I still felt like um, an imposter who doesn't know what she's doing there. And that led to wasting so many opportunities, really, and not tuning into my full potential because I didn't believe I have it. And I did, and I do, and you do too. So um, what are the features of imposter syndrome? Well, one of them is anxiety, the need to control future outcome, uh, need to control how we are perceived by others, our lovability. Um, another feature is perfectionism. Yeah, so that's a good one as well. I uh, quite often hear people saying that, you know, I'm, I'm such a perfectionist. And I see that some people even take pride in it, but it's really nothing to be proud of. And I think the sooner we can recognize it and integrate it, the better, because perfectionism requires so much of your energy to always be on top of things so you can control how you appear to the outer world and how you make no mistakes so people have no reason not to love you that is pretty deep and pretty sad and the third feature is self-doubt hello who is not familiar with this one self-doubt yeah it's basically self-doubt has been um present with me my whole life even though it is better now I still feel like there are so many things I'm not sure of and I think it's beautiful in a way to be open for open and humble for not knowing a lot but sometimes it would be nice to get some clarity especially when we are you know entering new realms of our lives new opportunities new projects, businesses, creative adventures, and stuff like that. Um, it is tricky to to be experiencing self-doubt there. You know, if we experience self-doubt, we will never allow ourselves to, to call ourselves an expert in anything. And it is problematic with calling yourself an expert anyway, because some people do it because they're trying to overcompensate for their insecurity actually some people are doing it to overcompensate their imposter syndrome and some people feel like they can never start doing anything because they feel like they always need to learn more always need to do more in order to call themselves an expert and that leads to procrastination which we're going to talk about in a bit but um the fourth feature which I wrote down is fear of failure. Well, isn't it a great one? Isn't it why we just sit around and do nothing just because, well, if we failed, it would be so terrible. If we failed, we would feel so... We would feel intense emotions which would remind us of the, fear, the feeling of dying and who wants to die. I don't think... I don't think that a healthy human being wants to die. Um, I think we're here to live and we're here to explore. And we are afraid of death, most of us anyway. And so those very uncomfortable feelings of abandonment, rejection, embarrassment, they all kind of resonate. Sense of fear, sense of um, dying, fear of dying. So yeah... 
if we fail, I mean, what can be worse than that? And if we fail in the eyes of others, so embarrassing. So better not do anything at all. Better never start following my passion because what if I fail? And guess what? You will fail either way. Just if you start, you will fail and then you will get up and you'll do it again and then you will be closer to your goal rather than um, never starting because fearing to fail and then failing anyway because you never even started and never allowed yourself to go there so this is deep and this is uncomfortable but this is also what's happening quite often to us So all of these features, anxiety, perfectionism, self-doubt, and fear of failure are the features which are stopping us from pursuing our passion, pursuing our dream project, our dream job, allowing ourselves to create a business or take that um, path of being an artist or whatever, whatever you have, that secret passion, secret ideal version of yourself that you would love to try out in this world, but nah, because anxiety, perfectionism, self-doubt, fear of failure, all of these together, or maybe one of them, which is the wonderful imposter syndrome is stopping you from getting there. So you most likely are residing in your comfort zone where things are easy to control and predict and not that challenging and you are not much progressing or getting closer to your passion but you're fine and time to time you are unhappy but you can always suppress that with more distractions. I'm not saying this to be judgy or throw shade because I've experienced all of these myself and it's been constant fight uh, with imposter syndrome and all these features. So please just um, trust that I am here and I feel you so much if you're going through this. I absolutely resonate with everything I speak and I speak about all of it from my personal experiences. So what happens when we engage in in imposter syndrome unconsciously, of course, and most of the times it results in procrastination, that's how I see it, procrastination of doing anything we would love to do. And procrastination is really multidimensional um, experience or concept and there is a big misconception that we those who procrastinate are just lazy I don't believe in laziness actually even though I do see it a lot I know that it's my misconception of myself and other people because if we're experiencing procrastination if we're procrastinating there are deeper levels deeper layers of why we're doing that and yes this psychological and could be even physical so I'm gonna try to cover them here so first of all the reason why we procrastinate it could be that we're just burnt out or we're overwhelmed with loads of information 
that is definitely a thing which happens to me when I'm trying to immerse myself into something new and I'm really excited. The moment I'm faced with a lot of information, I feel so overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. That's why I need a lot of strategies and structures. And that is why I created Empowering Ritual Method, where I guide people from zero to hero, where I provide you with very clear strategies and very clear ways to tackling your goals in a way that doesn't feel overwhelming but in fact it does feel very controllable and manageable and there are all sorts of self-improvement self-development self-awareness practices which help and support your journey and so yeah it is a, a tricky one the burnout as well is because in our capitalist society there is literally financial value added to every action we do every minute of our existence has a financial value that's how we are treated and that's how we feel I think at least that's how I feel sometimes every minute of my life has to be productive and I have to achieve the most I have to fulfill my purpose to the best and quite often we only rest so we can be productive And that is so shitty because obviously we deserve to rest and do nothing just because that's part of our existence and we're here to live and have fun and be joyful. But more and more, I myself experience this pressure of constant need to be productive and I think it's very toxic and we're going to talk about it in one of the episodes here. Even though it is great to be efficient and learn wonderful techniques and strategies how to deal with our life and our um, purpose and goals and dreams it is still so important to just chill the fuck out the other form of procrastination is perfectionism when we are so scared to fail that we we'd rather not ever do we'd rather not start because we want to control the outcome so badly that if we know that we're going to be shit, we're just not going to start at all. And we always want to control how others will perceive us. We want to control our lovability. So if we know that we're going to fail, that's not the way to go for us. And so I see this with a lot of creative people. I just don't like what I do. I just don't like the way it looks. And well, listen, when I started doing photography for so many years, I didn't like the way my photos looked. I had a great taste, so I could understand what a good quality photo looks like and what I like, but I could not reproduce that myself. And that was so annoying. But over the years, I developed this obsession like when I discover a style or a technique which I absolutely love but I don't know how to um, replicate I will get obsessed trying and failing until I get that result so I just really want to invite you to do the same no matter what you do you might be writing a book you might be making a movie you might be making music let's just be super honest here we will never get to make good work before we make tons of shit work this is just not how it's going to happen and yes there are some people who are maybe extremely gifted and they create masterpieces from just whatever since they're children but that is so rare and you know to be honest I always thought I think I 
when I was a child, I also thought that I must be this prodigy who just can create a masterpiece without just by being myself, just by doing something. Uh, but reality is just not like that at all. And you you can do whatever the fuck you want, but be ready to make a lot of shit work before something good happens. And um just that we cannot accept that we will fail and then we will make shit work, that stops us from just doing it at all. If you started now, think of where you'll be in a year. If you started doing every day a little bit of some shitty work, one year from now, you will have something you love, even one piece of whatever you're into. And that is a beautiful way to get to where you want to be rather than not starting at all and feeling shit about it. And the third type of procrastination is self-violence. When we are so addicted to stress cycle and leaving things for the last minute because we're only pushing ourselves to do something when we feel stress and anxiety and we are ignoring our body, because that is our coping mechanism that somehow we are fueled by stress and that we will not listen to our body when it needs rest or when it needs some nutritious food. We will stay in our stressful mindset and we will just do things the last minute and they will never be the best quality they could be. But that's just how we cope because we don't want to be in our body as we don't want to feel and hear our true feelings. And this resonates so, 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 so deeply with me because of the way I've been raised, experiencing discomfort and pain and stress was such a norm that I don't know how to function without it. And so I constantly would push myself into last minute projects. I would do everything last minute and, you know, do all nighters and really disrespect myself and my body and my health and my sanity because I was choosing this type of self-violence. And wow, it's just so shitty because you can imagine that it just hits you through everything. It hits you psychologically, physically. Your work is worse than it could ever be. Like it has maybe great potential, but because I would do it last minute, it will just be shitty. And I think this is something a lot of us can relate to. And a lot of my creative friends experience this as well. And I remember one of my friends who we lived with during our uni years, he would say that stress is my muse. And that resonated with me at that time and I was laughing, but at the same time, actually, it's just the worst. It's just like so hateful towards ourselves when we do this, like we're being so hateful. And definitely I, I am so guilty of it. I'm still like getting into this pattern and we'll talk about uh, in a bit how to hopefully try and um, integrate these, these patterns. But the next type of procrastination is lack of interest this one is the easiest one lack of interest um 
feeling apathy or disinterest. It just maybe shows us that it's time to pivot wherever we are, change the direction, reassess um, why we're doing what we're doing. You know, sometimes we get so lost in our projects. Um, many years pass and we forget the the reason which really excited us for doing it. So I would say definitely, definitely have some time once a month or once a quarter to check in with yourself when you're getting in procrastination mode like are you actually interested in what you're doing does it really give you joy like what is the purpose because if we're not interested we can redefine what interests us we can rediscover we can do research on the things which truly matter to us so i think this one is a chill one and so now we can go into reasons why potentially we developed over the years this imposter syndrome, which is causing particular traits in our personalities and procrastination types that are stopping us from truly following our heart, our purpose, our joy, our bliss. And so one of the reasons could be that we grew up in extremely critical environments. So like we've been super super harshly criticized in our lives or we've been experiencing physical abuse so I can say like quite vulnerable experience but for sure the way I've been raised was through physical abuse if I did something wrong I would be punished for it and as a child you're just navigating this world this life not knowing sometimes what's right what's wrong and you need to learn it with your own skin but my parents unfortunately unfortunately they were raised this way as well and they did not know better I would experience high levels of stress and physical abuse and criticism as well and there was no softness around uh, communication and noticing troubles and struggles of a child it was very hard on uh, parenting it was post-soviet russia so you can imagine that the situation there was not the best culturally either and so i don't judge my parents it's been a long integration process for me if you can resonate with this that might be as well the reason why you are experiencing imposter syndrome in your life you know if you've been told terrible things about you by your family um, by your parents or you've been hurt for making mistakes like well fuck why would I want to go and you know fail again <laughs> to be fucking criticized and hurt again no way I'm just gonna cover myself in a comfort safety blanket and just uh, be low-key and just like down to earth and not take any risks and just be chill because I don't want to hurt anymore or I don't want those wounds to come to the surface because let me tell you that once I started embracing my journey, once I started um, truly allowing myself to go there, get out there, just be creative, be outspoken, I would definitely be activating those wounds. And uh, the very big part of my journey is constantly as I'm allowing myself to be freer. At the same time, I have to do a lot of shadow work and I'm going to record a separate episode for shadow work because I think it's it's just some work <laughs> um so yeah so that's one when I grew up in post-Soviet Russian um Lithuania 
we had this very clear dynamic between people who have authority and those who don't. Like even in classrooms, the teacher would be always the one with authority, someone who automatically has to be respected, even if they're bullshit. Like even if they're really not great, they have to be respected because they have this authority. And we as kids were like nobodies so if you're coming from this kind of background there's a high chance that for example to be able to call yourself anything or anybody allow yourself to be an artist and call yourself an artist you could only do that if you had the particular gallery openings with your work if you got some recognition worldwide that's only how you could allow yourself to be uh, an artist which is problematic because we don't need to be worldwide recognized to be creative and allow ourselves to create and call ourselves artists like we can call ourselves whatever the fuck we want and then you know we're constantly afraid to show our incompetence I guess so that's another reason why we might be afraid to ever start following our passion you know when you start following your passion you're like well I'm doing something I always wanted to do and I absolutely love so I have to show up 100% for it and that is fucking scary because you want to be competent in what you do right but we're human beings and we're not always 100% competent and that is okay I think that's Allowing ourselves to be humble and open about the fact that we might not know everything is very healthy. And so, yeah, I think these might be the reasons why we fall into imposter syndrome and procrastination. And then that results us in never or not yet allowing ourselves to follow our heart's desire, our full potential, you know. So let's talk about solution. How could we possibly overcome it? Well, of course, I'm no professional given any advice. Uh, so here's a little disclaimer for you. I'm not um, a therapist or of any sort. I'm just a creative person who's been going through this journey on my own and I've experienced it deeply and I'm still experiencing it, but I think on a more manageable level. Uh, however, if you have an opportunity to go and see a professional, um, a therapist, a healer to do this work, just by all means go and do that. Um, if you can't, because we still live in such world where wellness and our psychological and physical being is a privilege it blows my mind um then you might not be able to simply have access to such support and then i can only say that well my path was like that and the best solution for these things first of all is just being aware of them just by noticing them and there are many ways how to do that you can start observing your thought patterns and being curious about who runs your life quite often our narratives old beliefs fear and um, particular emotions are blended in together and they are running our life and uh, our true self, our beautiful, brilliant, genius self is suppressed because of that. So you can start um, being much more self-aware through meditation practices, through journaling, um, through being in relationship with someone. <laughs> These things for sure will help. 
And one lady spoke about, um, I'm sorry, I can't remember her name right now, but she spoke about bringing your radical hero. So basically, your, your inner radical hero is someone who is calling out the lies of your own mind, thought patterns that are limiting you and protects you from isolating your brilliance, isolating your wonderful self from the world, isolating your wonderful gifts. Because I think if we are following our passion, if we're following our heart, our desire, our true purpose, that is how we are serving not not only ourselves, but everyone around us. We are raising the frequency of the whole planet in this way. So if we are suppressing these things, if we are suppressing our desires, then we are obviously doing disservice not only to ourselves, but to everyone around us too. And most of the times we feel resentment to those who are allowing themselves to follow their passion. Again, we will talk about all these things in um, shadow work because I think this is very deep and very important. And yeah, once again, as I just said at the beginning, I love Brene Brown. I love her work. And as she says, shining a light on things that are shameful helps to eradicate them. And I truly believe that every time I speak up about something which is uncomfortable, I feel like I'm set free. So I truly suggest that to you as well. In whatever environment you feel safe, to start slowly doing this. You know, at the beginning, just with yourself, just on the piece of paper, allowing um, those ugly thoughts to come to the surface and noticing them one-on-one, you know. That could be a good beginning. Quite often we end up measuring ourselves over someone else's idea of success. And that is why our imposter syndrome kicks in. Because we are social beings that are always looking out how others are doing. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we have to have a healthy balance between that and between following our own intuition, our path, our purpose and trusting ourselves. And if we don't trust ourselves and we have no idea what the fuck it is, we have to start working and building that trust. Because my friend, there's no one out there to trust you more or at all if you don't trust yourself. And this is a tricky one, like I'm not talking from a place of superiority, like I am constantly working on it or (laughs) I'm constantly figuring this out myself. So let's just be real here. Being vulnerable about our imposter syndrome and the things that get in the way is not a weakness. All of these things are not a weakness and especially opening up about them and owning them and being aware of them is not a weakness, it's a strength. And I think that, yeah, quite a lot of us from our childhood were like told that being vulnerable is being is for losers. You know, it's all oh, those losers just, you know, show their vulnerability and their um, emotions. But, but we are all just, you know, we're cool kids. We're never going to be like that. And that is such bullshit. And that is just so unhealthy. Being vulnerable, at least to yourself, with yourself at the beginning, practicing that, I think can also do magic tricks and yeah and I think in this way we can really change our perspective and our um, the way we show up in this life and we show up in a way that is most serving for ourselves and for others and gives us most joy and we move from career to to our calling 
and that is magical. So I wonder whether anything you you've heard today was resonating with you whether you could relate with anything if you did i would love to hear from you please share whether this brought some new perspectives into your life whether you feel like yes whether you feel like um no <laughs> you know whatever came up i would love to hear and just to say that if you want to deepen this work especially if you're doing something and you want to start doing something creative and you're struggling with imposter syndrome um i have created empowering ritual method where I am sharing all my techniques and practices and strategies to navigate through these tricky, tricky, tricky conditionings of ours in order to really step into our power and um, into our heart's calling. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, for connecting with me in such intimate and beautiful way i appreciate your presence and as always you can connect with me for whatever reason idea message conversation thing you want to share and you can find me on my website egle-slowlands.com Thank you again for connecting and I send you love.